Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're listening. This is the Fantasy College Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Tony DeMarco. As always, joined uh, with me is my co-host, Todd Shefsick. Todd, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Um, I actually just had a bout of COVID, so oh. I'm just getting through that. So <laughs> we, We'll use that as the excuse as why we didn't do a week one podcast. Yes, we um, can do not that. because we had time schedule conflicts or anything like that. But, yeah. Uh, but we're here. We're back into the swing of things. 2024 season, Fantasy College Wrestling 24 uh, season, week two. And... As usual, we're going to just break down what happened last week. We're going to go through uh, the week to be so we can help you try to win that week, get a leg up on your competition. But usually we start these things off with a little bit of pleasantries, being that we've had such a long hiatus since the end of the season to now. Uh, Todd, how you been? Um, I've been up and down. <laughs> um, I got fired from my job last week um, out of nowhere, and then my union got my job back. Awesome. So, so I um, start back up on Friday. So we'll see how that goes. It's going to be odd walking back into the building, but um, <laughs> that's what unions are for. <laughs> like, uh, like the Seinfeld where he leaves and then he ends up coming back, right? Oh, with, with um, George, he just yeah. walks back in. Yeah, <laughs> that actually happened with my uh, friend that works for UPS. There was something going on. He was supposed to pick up a package. It wasn't there. The person complained or something like that. And I guess you know the manager was on some type of you know, warpath or something and fired him and like three other people and the union stepped in and was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, but so that's good to have a union. Yeah. Yeah. For things like that, especially. Um, but um, besides that, been excited for the new wrestling season. Um, I, I know that this is probably going to be a decisive issue all year, but I am pro three point takedown. I think it's good for the sport. Okay. Uh, so I'll just jump out right in there and say that I'm pro most of the changes they made for the rules. Okay, we'll get into that definitely. Um, with me, I bought a house, as you know, or I had posted yes. on, on Twitter too. Congratulations! Uh, thank you. I guess you know more money and got rid of that. I think I had like a three point two uh, rate, and that's no longer available anywhere. But um, still unpacking. Um, that's why I have kind of the blurry background. Um, when we set up here, I was like, oh, shit, I got to work the next day. Where am I going to set up my computer? So I set up right in front of the TV that they left here. That's cool. So I was like, oh, I'll get to it. Kind of like how we said we were going to change the name of the podcast from the Fantasy College Wrestling Podcast to something cool. We never did it. And <laughs> I set up the desk here. Oh, I'll get to it. I'll change it. Never did. It's been here for about two months. <laughs> but got a whole bunch of shit back here. Um, so it is what it is. Uh, joys of home ownership as they say. Yeah. Yeah. Finding little things that the previous homeowner did or didn't do, um, which is always fun for more honeydew projects and stuff. Um, it's almost like great people talk to them, really nice people. But it's like once something happened, they, they, they like didn't maintain the house. Like, and what I mean by that is when something happened, they just like, Oh, I guess that's how it is now. It just, that that's <laughs> how it is. So like we have a light, uh, a light post outside of the garage. And um, the guy, previous homeowner, came to pick up some mail that had been delivered. And he goes, oh, I drove past the other day. I saw the light poles up. He goes, in our 10 years, I don't think I've ever had that on. It was just a, a dead bulb. Like, <laughs> all you had to do was change out the light bulb. Like, Yeah, it's a, but light bulbs don't last forever. Right. And something stupid like the, um, the shower, uh, the tub, uh, whatever it's called, you know, for the hot, cold. Yeah, the handle. Whatever, the handle. It was a little loose. So all you do is you pop off the front, 
get the Phillips head screwdriver, tighten it a little bit, and it won't wobble. It, like it, it's just a little simple. Like up oh, now, it does that now? I guess that's how we live now. It just, that, <laughs> yeah, it's that, amazing yeah. that some people won't even take the minor trouble to like fix something that takes like two seconds to fix. Yeah, great people again. Great yeah. people, but and then and then our dishwasher, the top rack keeps sliding out. So you have to push it back, but then it slides back out. Really fucking annoying. Like, <laughs> like something that shouldn't, shouldn't annoy me, but it's the most fucking annoying thing in the world. Enough of that. Let's get into some wrestling. <laughs> what people Let's are do here. it. Let's not have a six-hour podcast episode to start start things off. Um, so quick hit topics. Um, we had a couple few opens here yeah. uh, to start clearing open uh was a big one uh the southeast open was also big had some upsets here and there latona went down early yeah um we had some high schoolers at the uh clearing open and let me let me get your thoughts on that because from one aspect i think it's really cool that you have these high schoolers who are obviously at a different level than than 20 years ago or t even 10 years ago or even maybe five years ago right um, I think, you know, there's less, there were less true freshmen coming in competing for a national title. Yanni was, was there. Spencer was there, obviously, you know, things like that. But now it's almost like if you're a true freshman, you're ready to go, go right in. And, and you have some of the top wrestlers in the nation being true freshmen. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a testament to the, to the, uh, these clubs, these, uh, youth clubs that are all around the country, you know, um, you know, uh, Ben Askren has his academy, um, Young Guns in Western PA, um, you know, Nauman has one and, you know, Izzy and all those guys, they all have these, these, these camps that are these clubs that are, these guys are getting division one and senior level coaching at a high school level. Mm -hmm. they, and their workout partners are collegiate guys that are in the room that they're, they're banging heads with. So these, these guys are more, college ready now than I think ever in the history of the sport. Like they're just getting that kind of top training at a very young age and international exposure too. Um, yeah. but to, to point, uh, I think during one FRL episode, piles brought up a good point. It's like, it's again, cool that Bo Bassett, Marcus blaze, Josh Forrest, you know, all these guys are, are having such success at the, at the collegiate level, but how long before college, tournament directors say no like we're, we're not doing this anymore because it it really only benefits the collegiate or it only benefits the high schooler because if you lose which you know there were some upsets there was matt ramos going down to marcus blaze yeah uh, talk of the town obviously um you know it doesn't benefit ramos he actually lost some spacing in the rankings. He was a consensus number one. And, and I, I believe, I don't think anyone didn't have him as number one in rankings. And he dropped like two, three, uh, depending on which one you look at. So, I mean, and plus that doesn't count for RPI or, or post. Yeah. For anything. Yeah. So what's, I, I mean, at, at this point, it might be hard to keep the high schoolers out because with all the NIL stuff and, and all this stuff, there's a gray area where, yeah, if you're preventing me from doing my thing, then, you know, why is th that's against my rights in the constitution that I am allowed to compete and allowed to do this, you know? Um, so I don't even know if the, you can put the genie back in the bottle at this point and, and just say like no high schoolers allowed, like you might run into legal trouble just by trying to take that stance. So, yeah. And we are in a litigious world nowadays, but, um, 
but I, I think it's good. I, I like I like watching the the, the uh, high schoolers compete against the college guys, especially the elite guys. You know, like uh, the the Bassets and Blaze and Jackson Forest, and the, like these guys are just they're already on another level. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm you know even back in the day, you had a handful like this. You had David Taylor and Logan Stever and Aaron Pico, and, and you know those high, those guys even in high school were ready to compete at a collegiate level, like. They just probably weren't allowed to yet. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure when the high school thing got green lighted, but I don't think those guys ever wrestled in collegiate tournaments that I can remember. Right. I think, and and obviously I don't know the history like say Jason Bryan or or anything like that. But Midlands, I think, was like the open tournament, wasn't it? That was not where like Colat went. And, and yeah, was- Midlands Colat wrestled there when he was in high school. Um, mm-hmm. But I think he was like an invite to that. Oh, I don't know okay. if he just showed up. I think he he kind of was, like, and I don't remember. That was thirty some years ago. But he did yeah. wrestle in in the Midlands, and he was a sophomore in high school at the time, which was a big deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think there was as much allowing the, the high schoolers to wrestle in these collegiate tournaments. But I guess if I mean, if you're going to say it's an open, I guess that means anybody can show up. Like that's the point of right. calling it an open. And if if you don't want it to be an open, then it might have to be a, like a scheduled, you know. Po- like collegiate tournament an invite almost or, yeah. or something, something kind of like the uh i think like the keystone classic is a good example where you can have multiple entries from the same school but um not uh, i don't i don't think i've ever seen a, a high schooler yeah I, I think yeah i think that's for like a collegiate only tournament but that is actually counted on like the schedule like right you know, i'm not sure the opens are counted on the schedule or not i don't know how I don't know how it goes anymore. That's above our pay grade. Yeah, it's way above our pay grade. <laughs> but it's but, entertaining to watch. Yeah. So before the reconnecting issue, you were saying three-point takedown. You like it. You think it's good for the sport. You like the the direction that it, it puts the sport in. Yeah, I I mean, I think offense sells and the, the there, you know, the, the attendance has gone down. The um viewership on TV has during nationals has gone down. Um, and I think it directly correlates to less scoring in, in the matches. So I think they they look at it, you know, just like any other sport, like baseball or, you know, baseball put in, in the pitch clock to try to speed things up. Football always makes rules that favors the offense because, you know, scoring is what people want to see. And I think for wrestling, you know, three-point takedown is is incentivizing people to go get, you know, offensive and get those takedowns and, and you know, blow a match open if you, if you, you know, a couple of – Three takedowns. It's you. You have nine points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. To me, it's still TBD. I. I need to see more of a sample size before I make. Off the bat, I think it's kind of odd. I think it's kind of weird. This going into overtime and then the score being, you know, eight to five or or four to one as the final score doesn't really encapsulate what how close the match was. Um, no matter what, you're always going to have a takedown and escape is more than a takedown, right? So yeah, you, there's always going to be little point finagling. There, there were a couple instances also. I think on online they were talking about the Bassett claim and, and Santaniello. Um, I think he was eight, down eight two with t- the today's scoring, but it would have been like six two or something if it were the two-point takedown and there was a, a match during the Illini uh Navy duel where I forget who it was the Navy wrestler went up real big he got a takedown four near fall 
another take uh, escape takedown. So it was like seven. What was it? Yeah. Uh, or it was like nine or seven or nine or 10 to two uh, after the first. And then the guy ended up coming all the way back, but fell short in overtime. Um, I think, or it didn't go to overtime. I think it, it fell one point behind, but it was, it was entertaining. Yeah. I need to see it in a real life. In a, not to say that the duels that have happened already weren't real duels, but I need a very competitive, very close. Like I think Ohio state, Virginia tech, this weekend is going to be a very good duel to gauge how does three point takedown play into strategizing strategery as some <laughs> say. Um, and I think from the betting aspect, um, stalemate, the uh, Zach on stalemate said it kind of right. And I think a lot of people have thought it too. They should have adjusted the major threshold. Maybe instead of being eight points, 10, because you got wrestlers like Voinovich, who has a sub 10% career uh, bonus rate, and he almost bonused. Teske is like 12% bonus rate last year, and he bonused his match. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of it's making matches seem more dominant than they actually are, too. So I don't know. Jury's still out for me. I, I'll give anything a try, but, you know, I, I, I kind of wish I they had some type of practice lab first yeah like try two, out three, first. Yeah. yeah two three practice dual meets to see how this plays out and then you can tweak it or, or something you know i don't know um but so anything else you want to add with three-point takedown any of the rules that you saw or new, new rule changes no just the only one that's really stuck out so far is the three-point uh takedown mm. um i want to see if they're going to they said they're going to call it more, but the um, the parallel riding, if they're going to actually start calling stalling more, like to try to get more offensive from the top position, mm -hmm. which I hope they do because, you know, I, I know that riding is part of college wrestling, but I also think that holding on for dear life is not, should not be part of the sport. So, right. I, I think like there's a good middle ground somewhere if the, if the rest will start calling a little bit of stalling on the top man. Um, to try to initiate more action from the mat, I think that would be good for the sport too. Mm -hmm. I think, I think the stall call is the ultimate denominator in all this. The reason for the rule changes and things like that. I don't. I think you could have stayed with a two-point takedown if stalling was enforced the way stalling is supposed to be. I think yeah. if, if I know people shit on it a lot, but the out of bounds action call or or stalling if you get that consistent between all the refs or more consistent than it already is it's a strike zone for an umpire there's going to be yeah. slight misses here slight misses there it's the egregious ones that always stick it's the An angel hernandez type calls if, if you're a baseball fan you get that reference um that stick out to you but it the stall calls are wildly inconsistent between referees uh, at, at times, even in finals matches, yeah, you're seeing. So, you know, I think if that was shored up, if that was more consistent, a two point takedown so would be okay. But I think to compensate now, they're doing the three point. That's just me. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I also get annoyed with the um, like I'm on top and I have a spiral ride, and you're 90% out of bounds, but I'm just going to keep my toe in the circle 
Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to stay in this position for 30 or 40 seconds. And someone taps the wood. Yeah. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, but you're the guy on bottom is trying to get a restart. And the guy on top is not trying to turn the guy. He's just keeping his toe in the circle so that he can stay in this exact same position and try to finish out the period on top. And and that's not good for wrestling either, because that's just it's stalling. But like you said, that they don't call it or they don't call it as much as they should. So hopefully if they start calling it now with, with top man stalling, maybe we see a lot more action. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping a little bit more stalling on the top man will will initiate more action. Again, TBD. I think it's only week one, you know, but let's see in week seven, if we're having the same conversation, I I agree. Um, And then two things I didn't put on the uh, doc here uh, that actually just came out uh, recently. So Gable Stevenson looks like he's coming back. Oh, wow. Um, so did you draft two, him? I did draft him. Yes. Yeah, late, was, late was, round. That was smart. People thought I was a madman. They thought I was stupid. Thought I was wasting a draft pick, a, a roster spot. You know, Willie's the brain. I'm, I'm the fancy brain. <laughs> that was uh, a good pick. So we'll see. Um, they said he's going to wrestle some first semester stuff. So <laughs> what will it be? I don't know. But I don't know how you feel about it. You know, he left his shoes in the middle of the mat. I, I'm not, he's head and shoulders above all the competition. Right. So, I mean, I am confused a little bit about why he would return to college wrestling. Like he has, it's like if Tiger Woods entered like the U.S. Amateur Open. <laughs> it's like, you know, what's the point? Like you're Happy the, more throwing dodgeballs at three-year-olds or three year olds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like it. It really is like that. It's like, dude, you're you're an Olympic gold medalist. Like, you're head and shoulders above all of these guys. Why would you want to come back to college to shit on a bunch of guys that aren't even in your in the same universe as you? Relive your glory days, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm glad he's come back because I love watching him wrestle. So, you know, yeah. I'm happy. So, and then um, the gambling uh, thing with Iowa and Iowa State. Uh, came down. So they finally came out with their ruling, the NCA. They basically said that um, if you gambled on your school, then you would get a year suspension. Um, or, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's the way it, it was worded. Like, if you if you bet on your school, you would get a year suspension, year of eligibility taken away. If you bet on your sport, then it's even worse. Um, so, we don't know exactly who at this point are. We know some of the names that have been floated out. Um, we saw the, the the dollar figure next to the Panero Johnson. Um, yeah. that obviously, that's obviously different because that's when it says how much bet, you know, that's not, yeah. we didn't actually bet 42. It's over time. Gamblers know what I'm talking about. But um, so that means Nelson Brands, Cassiopeia is who we've heard. Um, I think uh, Assad as well now nelson brands i think has a medical red shirt he could apply for and possibly get so he could be back next year possibly but seabrick um and i think uh who is it uh pat kennedy patrick kennedy is go- they're gonna have maybe just uh three four duels suspension something like that because i think they bet but it wasn't on their school or um or their sport, sport. okay they, they bet on you know wisconsin football or, or right something like that who but if you're you're an Iowa Hawkeye, how you don't bet the under on my Iowa football? I don't know. That that's yeah. impossible. Yeah, you'd be a millionaire. Right, exactly. 
Um, so that, I mean, this whole thing is ridiculous. If, if why you arrest, Iowa if, too? If, I mean, there's Pennsylvania schools. There, I, I, no, I know, but like, my whole thing is, if you, if you're a wrestler, who who cares if you bet on fantasy football or football in general or baseball or basketball? Like, who freaking cares? Now, I can understand if you're betting on your own team because mm -hmm. then you could affect the outcome. Like, you could people think you're going to get a pin and you get a decision and you know you affect the spread of the of the of the dual meet that right. i understand but why do i care if panera johnson bet on baseball or football or boxing or whatever like what does that have to do with his wrestling right exactly so i i don't know he i guess it's still up in the air on decisions on who it is and and the actual punishment that's going to come down i mean a rule's a rule you got to know you can't plead the ignorance and yeah i know but, but at the same time you're during the ncaa tournament this year there'll be commercials for FanDuel and DraftKings. yeah and schools have have uh agreements with uh betting sites and and yeah and so so um so that that recently came down as well so let, let's run through um some top performers of yeah. week one um and let me do this here so obviously the, the top performers are probably much all the ones that wrestled in the tournaments <laughs> right yeah so wrestle set scoring obviously is uh a little bit different than what we do for like our mat scouts league so our mat scouts league puts into account the um the actual tournament scoring you know one yeah. point and two for major blah 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 um wrestle set is three points regardless of whether it's a duel or um uh or a tournament so at the top here it's only week one this list will change a whole lot and uh for those listening on uh podcast uh not, not seeing it you can go to rockfin and see this actual list or you can go to the internet forum it's under the fantasy wrestling uh forum page too uh so writer writer rogatsky uh redshirt tops the list here with 27 fantasy points had six matches trey munoz actually had one match more but one of those matches was a non-d1 wrestler yeah. so that doesn't count um here so technically he had seven matches he would have had i think that was a major too so he would have had 30 points to start off the season but not d1 so it doesn't count caleb henson ty galdi galdi basically killed everybody this weekend yeah he did uh, i think it was the battle at, at um what was it uh or was it the southeast open i think it was the southeast open yeah uh nathan taylor matt ramos um again lost to blaze but that's not a d1 wrestler so it doesn't count against them technically um patty gallagher looked good too reese heller jack Maida looks good down at 25. yeah he'll be wrestling a couple times this week so got a whole 25 uh person Crookham, it, was, it was good to see Crookham back wrestling healthy that's it's it, i mean what are they gonna do they got mcgonagall and they got crookham there you got Hines at 41 so it's not like you can bump yeah some, bump somebody out i me personally i think you're not gonna see mcgonagall because he's in the all-star class yeah so you're probably not gonna see mcgonagall till after that why chance the the money <laughs> right with yeah. the because he is coming off an injury from eiwa's last year and everything yeah it, it's gonna be interesting to see how that weight goes because you know crookham obviously was one of the highest recruits in the country coming out of high school um had an injury which which injuries you know, yeah. yeah injuries but now you know he looked good over the weekend i mean he he was hammering people so mm -hmm. 
He's a member of Kale Chips, too. You know, got him yeah. in the draft. Brain. So, um, also, let's do a shameless plug here. Um, so, Fantasy D1 Wrestling, our brand here, uh, will be selling some merch coming up. I'm wearing the red shirt right now. Um, oh, no, what happened here? Look at this. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> merchandise that we were going to have. So, we got a red shirt. We got the gray shirt. Show off what you're doing this year. You know, the original FD1W, Wrestling Sense. That's a fantasy game that I'm going to be coming out with very shortly. I think a lot of people are going to like um, here. We also have the medical shirt over here. You know, if you're hurt, let people know. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And then coming around this cycle here, we got the Olympic red shirt. And actually, Todd, I got yours. I yeah. Got and the blue? Blue. Oh, so, baby. I love it. Right there. Nice. Yeah. I'm wearing that. I wear that for a week straight. Nice. So very comfortable shirts, I must say. I only pick the best. So Yeah, you always pick like really soft, like cotton shirts when you make these. Well, I'm not going to wear scratchy shirts. Why the hell yeah. do I do that? So let's stop presenting that. And <laughs> so getting into week one, um, not uh, so we, we, there are some good dual meets obviously coming up here. Um, tournament wise, I don't know what it is about this year. Um, track has been a little sketchy with their um, just listing. Because uh, sometimes if they have two guys going to a tournament that's not on their schedule, they'll still list it under their schedule on track. But you have teams like Penn State that don't even have the Journeyman Classic, but they're going there this weekend yeah. you know, on, on their track profile. So it's really weird. And a lot of these tournaments do not have a lot of names updated, a lot of entries updated. I have calls. I have messages out there to try to get more clarity on it. So. Keep the notifications on the Fantasy D1 Russell to the Intermat Fantasy board as well. Once I get updates, that's the first place I go with them. So you can stay on top and try to get that waiver wire pickup uh, before the, the start of the day. Um, speaking of them being a secret and talking about Penn State, I don't know why it's a secret on who's going to a tournament. I don't know why <laughs> it, it, it's such a, a you know, it's like the nuclear codes and not to, you know, pound on on penn state but they came out with their press release for the weekend because they're going to journeyman classic and that's the the tournament that is the three-person pool so we don't know exactly how the pools are going to be made up usually they take the top three that's one pool they take the next top three rank that's the next pool but there's going to be either wrestlers that are going to meet each other in a week or so so they're not going to be in the same pool or they just met in wrangle mania which is the day before and they're not like Noto and Figaro, they're probably not going to be in the same pool for Journeyman Classic. But Penn State comes out with, here's a list of, of possible participants in Journeyman Classic and or ranked on Intermat. And they list like 25 people. Yeah. Entry to a tournament and being ranked are not the same thing. Being ranked that has no bearing on whether they're going to be participating this week. Yeah. I gained literally nothing from that that press release on who's going. I I would expect me and just this is just me. I have no inside information that a lot of the big names won't be there for the journeyman. I don't think Starachi or Brooks or any of the guys that are kind of dividing their year between freestyle and the collegiate season. I don't think I don't think you'll see them in this tournament. I mean, that's one reason why they're not going to be at collegiate duels this year. I think is is because the U.S. Open. I think is, is yeah, it's around that time so. around the same time. Yeah. Right. Oh, other merch thing: the match day mug, also nice. coming out. Keeps things hot. Keeps things cold uh, for every yeah. match. 
so I, I would doubt you'll see either Starachi or Brooks at this weekend. I would be surprised um, if either of them are there. Um, maybe not even Kirk Lee to heavyweight. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think a lot of their backups are going to go, and guys that probably haven't wrestled in a while. Like I'd love to see Robbie Howard there. Mm-hmm. Finally, you know, after two years, hopefully get some matches in and see how he looks. You know, after almost a two-year hiatus, so. Yeah, so I I don't know. Once I get more information, obviously it's going to be posted on the uh, on the forum to update the the article that should be coming out too. Um, so, I mean, let's get into it. Let's look at 125. Um, no certain for the t- Tiger style invite is going to be up this week. Uh, Michigan State Open, the Bison Open, and obviously Journeyman Classic. Uh, I think are the the real big ones. Um, here Noah certain is going to be at the tiger style invite vinnie kokeri is li- uh, listed for ohio state ohio state does have a few guys listed for michigan state open not the the big guys because obviously they got their duel with yeah. uh, tech and i think edinburgh too they wrestle um eric barnett is listed actually every all guys for uh wisconsin is, are listed for the michigan state open and we should preface as we do every year just because they're listed as an entry doesn't mean they're actually wrestling <laughs> as we've yeah. seen many, many times. So I'm only going off of the documentation that they're supplying. They're saying Eric Barnett's going to be there. I have no doubt that he's going to be there. He's that kind of guy that, that will wrestle, but there were a few last week that made me look like a fool with egg on my face that were listed and ended up not showing to the Yeah. That's no. the problem with fantasy wrestling is we don't have any concrete information on who's going to wrestle. Right. Um, excuse me. Um, so looking at 125 outside of the tournaments, Jeff uh, Strickenberger from West Virginia. West Virginia's got a very good slate here. They got uh, three duels set up this week, all winnable matches for a lot of their guys too. Um, and some maybe would lose one, but again, having three, you can still net positive. Yeah. Um, Strickenberger looks good. I have him as plus 12. Um, who do you like else at 125? Uh, um, I like uh, I like Colton Pamacho for Pitt. He's got three duels, I believe, as well. Mm-hmm. I think he wins all three and maybe one or two of them, maybe by bonus. So he could be like plus 10 or 11 this weekend. Yeah, uh, I do like Camacho. Kyson Tarakina also coming off a of tech. Um, I, I, there, uh, was it ISU's wrestling Davidson? So that would be a, uh, a tech. I, I again, for him, I think, uh, ISU is going to have a, a pretty big day. Um, Eli Griffin from, uh, California Baptist. I don't think they like Cal Baptist. California Baptist has Wyoming. He did beat Volk last year. Yeah. Made Volk last year. Yeah, that's right. He beat him by major. So, I mean, I'm going to go with with the historical data on that. I think it's just a decision. I think Volk probably has gotten better in that time. I think Griffin, Griffin took down Ayala this past. Yeah. Um, it didn't work out for him. Griffin ended up getting major by Ayala. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Caleb Smith now in, uh, Nebraska. He's in Lincoln. Now they got Campbell. Um, he's going to be facing off against a SoCon rival, a former SoCon rival, um, possibly Anthony Moulton, Either way, I have at least a plus three. Yeah, uh, we had talked about Jack Maida um, earlier too on the um, uh, top twenty-five. Here, is he for real? Do you think uh, he's got Ventresca this weekend? Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I'm, he's in a holding pattern for me. 
um, okay. as far as how high he can really climb. Um, he looks good so far, but it's early. So I'd like to see him against some stiffer competition and see how he looks. Mm -hmm. I mean, Ventresca All-American last year. Yeah. Great tournament. But leading up that, he was a, I think, what, he was like the 25th seed or something? He's pretty, pretty low, yeah. Seed maybe? Uh, maybe I'm, I'm not giving enough credit to him. But he was a lower seed. And it was a surprise that he AA'd at that seed. He he keeps things close, too. And we hate wrestlers that keep things close because you're one takedown, especially with three-point takedowns now. Yeah. One takedown away from losing in the last second. doesn't matter if it's a seven-point takedown. If you give it up at the last second, it's still a takedown. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, Wranglemania matchup of, of the weekend probably is going to be Richie Figueroa and Anthony Noto. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a pretty big one. I think Figs wins. I don't know. I got a I got a feeling Figs is like oh yeah. I, I agree. And contender. I, I think Figs yeah. is probably my pick to win it all this year. He beat Ramos last year. Yeah. So and he's he sat two years behind Brandon Courtney. So he's he's itching. He's ready to go. He's tough. Um, we had talked about Matt Ramos too. Basically, the consensus number one loss to Marcus Blaze. I he beat Spencer Lee. You know, he beat Spencer Lee. He beat the God last year. Yeah, and it but wasn't he, a fluke because he tossed him in the duel meet too. Right. He he came out with a game plan and executed exactly how he had to. But he lost to Marcus Blaze, a high schooler, this past weekend. So it has it put doubt in your mind now? Or are you just like, uh, maybe it was a good tournament? Looking back, at, like I think Blaze is that good. Yeah, <laughs> I think Blaze, if he was in college this year would be an all American as mm -hmm. a, as a 16 year old. So I think it's because Marcus blaze is just that good of a wrestler. Like I think he's going to do it, make a lot of people look bad when he gets to college. Yeah. But so uh, I think he has Bergen and Camacho, Jacob Camacho this weekend. If, if Ramos beats them, I'm not going to say handily, um, you know, it will probably be a takedown match. Um, three, two, three, four point, match um in those but if he wins both those matches does it give you a little bit more confidence that yeah okay that that was that's marcus blaze being marcus blaze he's you know a stud ramos is going to be fine or are you just like okay i i gotta see more more competition before i i say he's out of the dog dog house that i think ramos will be fine i, I still think he's an all-american this year um i don't know if he's back to the finals but I think he still finds his way to the podium. So I think I just like I like I said I think Marcus Blaze is that good of a wrestler. Like regardless of his age, he's you know he's won Super Thirty Two multiple times. He's you know he's I think the number one ranked wrestler in the country overall for his grade. So mm -hmm. um, it doesn't really surprise me that he he would do that to even a college wrestler. So right, I don't and think it's any knock on Ramos at all. And we had mentioned uh, Anthony Moulton um, earlier with Caleb Smith. Moulton did beat Ramos last year too, earlier. Yeah. So, yeah, may, maybe there's always that that early season loss that he's going to take. That he's going to be that kind of career guy. There's an early season head scratcher kind of loss, and then he just kind of goes on the tear. Yeah. Um, going on the 133, Mason Lee part from F and M. Shout out Colin Ely, our our friend who went to F and M. Um, 
the uh the what are they diplomats the diplomats it? yes um mason leapart had a great weekend he's going to be a journeyman classic um again we got to see who he's going to be paired up with he could have like Kolioko, he could have crookham um it we really got to see how it shakes out so not a lot of journeyman classic entries listed yet um but leapart has looked good he has been kind of their go-to guy this yeah year. i mean i'm gonna I'll recommend anybody that listens to our show, all, all eight of you. Um, if you want a guy that, that you want to pick up and stash on your bench, that'll be a great plug-in guy for 75% of the year. I would go with Mason Lippard because he's a, he's a pinner. He, mm -hmm. he is a bonus point kind of wrestler. Um, and obviously he's not going to do that to guys that are, you know, top 10 in the country, mm -hmm. but with their schedule, you know, F and M is not going to, it doesn't have a big 10 schedule. So, he could be one of those guys that could be one of the point leaders at the end of the year for 133 just based on their schedule and how many bonus points he'll probably get based on wrestling less competition. Right. So, you know, I, I think he would be a sneaky good guy to pick up and, and stash on your bench for one of those weekends where, you know, FNM has a, a quad meet or something against mm -hmm. three so-so teams. He might be able to pick you up, you know, two pins and two majors that weekend. Right. And you mentioned being a top uh, point leader for 133. He's going to have to beat three-time 133 point leader Dayton Fix, yeah, um, who has a good matchup. I have him as as plus four this weekend. Again, still trying to figure out this three-point takedown and major majors and and techs are still the same points uh, differential to reach. So it's yeah. easier to get a, a major essentially um on paper at least um but, but dayton fix i have as a four could be a five um absolutely um zam fugit zeke seltzer kyorini we didn't see last week um i'm assuming that we're going to see him this week i have to listen i haven't listened to uh the pat pop uh podcast yet so he usually gives a good indication of who's going um what do you think of vince santiello um He's got Brandon Ferretti this weekend. Do you yeah. Think, do you think he's the favorite, or do you think that's kind of a, a trap match almost? I don't know, man. He he knocked off. Who did he knock off last week? He knocked off. Was it Bazakis? No, he he beat. Um. Uh oh, who did he beat? Yeah, Bazakis. I think it was. Buzakis. Yeah, that's that's a big win. Um, mm -hmm. he looked damn good in that tournament. So I would say he's the favorite going into this weekend. Okay. I. He still has Pitt has I think what three other matches right three total matches so even if he loses to Freddie I think he bonuses the other ones he gets at least plus three yeah so it's a it's a long about way to get positive points but positive points are better than no points or negative points yeah um and speaking of Freddie if he can beat Santaniello it could be like a plus 10 11 weekend yeah. So that's his toughest match. It, yeah. And after that, he, he should get two wins and maybe two bonus. So I think so. Um, so it, it's really your risk threshold on if you want to go with him or not. Uh, 141, Josh Eben is listed for the Tiger style open. May want to flex, flex him though, because I, I don't know what the weights are going to look like for Missouri around here. Brock Mahler isn't at 149 anymore, he's at 157. So I I know Edmund wrestled 149 one year during a red shirt, or maybe it was during the COVID free season or something like that. Um, 
actually, I think he wrestled in collegiate duel one at 149. I think he wrestled Manzona Bryant. That was a crazy, a, a typical Manzona Bryant throwing everybody everywhere. Type. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I think Josh Edmond, I would put him in a flex just to be safe. Um, but I think he's 141. Moshe Schwartz has uh, Oklahoma has Central Michigan, and then they're going to the Oklahoma, or I'm sorry, Michigan State Open, and they are all listed. Stephen Buchanan's listed. Moshe Schwartz is listed. You know, Heinzelman's listed. Everybody's listed for the Michigan State Open too. So I have him as plus four with the Central Michigan match. Moshe Schwartz plus Michigan State Open. I think yeah. he's a top guy there. Um, here's a question for you, Cole Matthews. Will he bonus more? With a three-point takedown this year, I doubt it because <laughs> he's still going to keep things close. Well, he still need to get takedowns to get the three points, and he he is a escape and riding time kind of wrestler. So, uh, which is crazy because he he's definitely athletic enough to to be more offensive. Like, mm -hmm. it's crazy good hips, like crazy. I, I would love to see him turn that dial to like to offense, like up to eleven. Like, like, hey, you know, I'm I'm really good at scrambling. I'm really good at you know just beating people at, at to like to the corner. Why don't I try getting offensive and getting in some more scrambles and just out athletic and like out quicking these guys and getting you know more points? Well, when instead you're, you're of always trying to win by a half a point. When you're sponsored by Permani Brothers, you know you might have something in your stomach that's kind of holding you back. Yeah, you know you get free sandwiches after weigh-ins. That that's going to do something to you. Probably. By the way, I'll make it a point. I'm going to say something right now, and I'll probably get absolutely tarred and feathered for saying this because I'm from that area. Hot, but Permani uh, Brothers is Permani Brothers is overrated. Ooh, okay. It's overrated. It's it's French fries <laughs> on a sandwich. Like it. I'm not saying it's terrible, but like when you compare it to like what other cities have, like New York has pizza, mm -hmm. Philly has cheesesteaks. You know, whatever you want, like. It's it's way down on the list for for sandwiches that I would go out of my way to to order. You're gonna make some enemies in our group chat for fantasy, yeah. the mascots dynasty league, um, especially the cop Jeff Upson. Upson, but <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, I I think I've eaten there once. I it's wasn't memorable for me. Yeah, so you're on my side. I, right now, I I again small sample size, like we were saying about three point takedowns. <laughs> if, if somebody wants to get me more Permani Brothers sandwiches, send them my way. I'll gladly eat them and see if I need to reassess my position on, <laughs> on that. Um, but Cole Matthews has three matches at Navy against Morgan State. Great to see Morgan State here. Well, let's, you know, it's a first year for them. They're going to be eligible. I don't know if they have a conference that they're necessarily wrestling in. Um, you kind of need to do that in order to get the nationals. Yeah. Oh, so I'm told. Um, well, they're going to be like, independent like notre dame just gonna yeah. show up <laughs> wouldn't that that'd be the craziest shit where coach monday is just like no we don't have a, a conference so all 10 of our guys that automatically go and everyone's like why didn't we fucking think of that yeah. <laughs> have to go to a tournament to just get in there you know um but then jesse mendez up at up a weight 141 he looked good this past weekend yeah he, he he's nasty people, some people were saying maybe he needs a red shirt you know maybe put on some weight maybe you know take a year off because he wrestled last year as a true freshman um i don't know i think i think the weight cut was killing him last year and and Ryan, I, I think i think 41 is perfect for him 
And Coach Ryan has been a guy where they're going to go with the best guy. He's he's said it in multiple um, uh, interviews and things. He goes, you know, if, if we have a senior here, but there's a true freshman that's beating his butt and he's the guy to go, we're going to go with the true freshman. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, it wouldn't surprise me if Mendez was your NCAA champ this year at 140. Really? Okay. Yeah, he's he's that good. He he, he I, I know for a fact that it was killing him last year to make 33. He was he was big at. 32 the year before when he was a senior in high school like mm -hmm. and after a year later you're still making the same weight and it's you know the whole season man that's got to be he was he's a big dude like he was pretty big at 33 yeah and i i think it fits perfectly though with buzaka's 33 him at 41 i think that's that's the plan that's yeah they got that that's solidified for the next few years you know um Ryan Jack uh, has Bloomberg and Purdue. I have, have him winning just two decisions there. Jordan Titus, again, West Virginia has a good uh, set here. Jacob Frost I have for ISU, for Iowa State, as a tech against Davidson. Now, interesting here is that Echemendia is at 149. He beat Swiderski in the, the wrestle-off, right? Everybody has seen those videos. And he wrestled well against Cleveland State, got the the tech, I believe. Um, it was just a tech party. There was there were no pins. There were just all techs. That's that's another thing. I don't like. I want pins. That's the point of the sport is to get pins. Everybody knows how a pin what that does in our sport. Um, but he's certified, Anthony Ashmandia is certified at 141. And word is that he is going down to 141. Ooh. So the frost may not be there at 141 um coming soon that then leads to the question of do we see kind of foreshadowing into the next way then transitioning into the next way 149 do we see Sodersky go this week because there's really not a point to have etchmandia wrestle 149 because those matches aren't going to count for rpi right so, so if he's on his way down just let Swiderski wrestle right it, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't help to just weigh in because no matter what, actually, it could hurt you more weighing in if you're not at the ultimate low point number that the OPC allows you to be at. Um, yeah, it could just mess up your descent plan. Right. Even if you're off by point two, it still throws it off just a little bit. So I think I, I'm spitballing here. I don't think we see Eshmandia Russell this weekend. I think we see Swiderski because you might as well get those, those points um, when you can. Um, especially against competition that you feel that you have a good advantage over. Um, Lachlan McNeil, uh, some notes we have here, is going to be wrestling Jesse Vasquez uh, at Wrangle Mania. Um, winner of that will probably be your fantasy guy of the week if you have those two, if you're choosing between those two. Yeah. Who do you have in that? Do you have Vasquez have, or, or McNeil? I have McNeil. McNeil. I've always been high on Vasquez. I always thought he was good. He got injured last year. Um, obviously, he, he wasn't able to go to the tournament, but – um, I don't know. I've always ha been up on, on Vasquez, but he's mid rank guy. He's, he's a 10 to 15 kind of guy. Right yeah. Now. Um, and McNeil, I was kind of up and down on too. I, I think the, the, the cut originally last year was a lot for him, but I think he's he looked good so far. Yeah. Yeah. He, he looked, he rounded out well last year at the end of the year and you know, a eight obviously. So, he, he, you know, might have taken a little bit longer, but he, when he got down and kept the weight down, he, I thought he, he got healthier and better as the year went on. Mm -hmm. 
And we were talking about Jordan Titus too. I think Titus wins. I think he's going to have double digit points, but he does have Dylan Layton. And Layton did get the win last year against Titus by decision. But I think Titus still nets positive, even if he gets beat by Layton. Yeah. Um, and then let me ask you this How long do you think is appropriate for acclimation? So, and what I mean by that is because I have him on my team, I have Brock Hardy. He didn't wrestle yet last week against North Dakota State. Apparently, you know, he's coming back off that bronze from uh, from U23s. Awesome. Congrats. But come on, man. You could have wrestled. You you, you could have done that with one arm behind your back. You could have wrestled. Yeah. I, points. Um, I mean, if you're in shape to wrestle at Worlds, then you're in shape to wrestle college. It is freestyle to folk style. So there are, is a little bit of nuance. I get that and time difference and whatever. But... Do you think he goes this week? I mean, I think it's a major, but you gotta eventually start wrestling. You gotta get points. You gotta get matches. Well, I remember years ago, um, Jacob Warner came back from overseas, and their excuse that he wasn't wrestling for like the first month and a half or something was, "Oh, he was. He just got back from you, whatever's, and he's he's getting acclimated." Like, it, it takes a month and a half to yeah. To do that. I don't, Sign me up for that plan. I don't have to go to work or do anything. Yeah. No. Um, one of the big offseason moves also, Sammy Alvarez going to Oklahoma State. Um, I don't think we see him until the second semester. Um, so it's to be determined who's going to be the starter. Um, I know guys like Lee Cothran and and uh, James Hackney and everybody on uh, uh, on Intermat do a great job. Uh, Seth Duckworth, good, good friend of the, the, of the podcast. Um, all good resources for anything wrestling Oklahoma or Oklahoma State more so. Um, so they are probably good resources for that. But I, I totally forgot he was at NC State originally. Yeah. For, for like a quick for a cup of coffee. Second, and then went up to Rutgers. So this is technically his second move. Um, so I don't know if that's playing into why we're probably going to see him in the second semester here. Um, Clay Carlson and we'll get to 197. Tanner Sloan are not registered for the Bison Open also. So just something to uh, keep in mind. Uh, 149. What are your thoughts on 149? Top point getters, possible pickups, things like that. Um. Well, if, like, again, we don't know who's going to wrestle for 100% sure, but uh, Joey Zargo for Wisconsin, if he's going to wrestle the Michigan State Open, that's a no-brainer. That, that could be 12 points easy. He's you up know. for 141 too, right? Yeah. Nice. Um, Ty Waters had a good weekend. Yeah, he's a tough kid, man. He 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 impressed the crap out of me. I watched him at states his senior year. Mm-hmm. He, I have him as plus 12 this weekend. And Solomon Finn from Pitt also, I have his double digits. Have him as plus 11. Um, Kyle Parko, I've always been a huge Parko fan. Yeah. Uh, he came, you know, his coming out party was when he was at Fresno State and uh, having that great tournament. Unfortunately, that was the last year of that program as we yeah. Now he went to uh, Arizona State and he's been killing it ever since. Um, he's going to be at the Journeyman Classic. Where does he fit in with, you know, everything? I I don't know, but he's definitely going to be one of the top guys there. Um, yeah. He was beating Doug Zapp last year till he got injured, I think. Um, so Zaf ended up winning that match, but I think Parko was winning like four to three or four to two or something like that at the time. 
when Parco got injured. Um, Eshmendia, we noted, keep an eye out for press releases where he's going to be. Again, if he wrestles, I think it's a tech against Davidson, but I, I honestly think it's going to be Swiderski. I think Swiderski still gets attacked. Yeah. Um, I think he gets bonus point, but you got to put the right guy in. You get the points, too. Right. Ridge Lovett, um, is he your top guy at 149? Yeah. You think he's going to win the national title? Him, him or Van Ness. Okay. One uh, of those two. No respect for, for Caleb Henson, huh? I, I think he's right there, too. <laughs> no, we'll see. He's got a tough match with uh, Dylan D'Amelio. Uh, yeah. So um, that's going to be a really good match. Like I said, that, that Ohio State-Virginia Tech duel is going to be a great duel. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a really cool early season duel. Like, yeah. Um, Graham Rooks has Quinn Kinner, and then Kinner has Caleb Tyus from SIU uh, Edwardsville. Um, could be a good or very bad weekend for Quinn Kinner. Yeah. Well, I'll just have to see. I would say probably stay away. Anything can happen. In this match, I think he's he's lost to I think he lost the Rooks before, and he beat Tyus or vice versa, something like that. Um, so I think I think it's just too risky. I think there's other possible moves out there to take. Uh, 157. We were talking about Brock Mahler is up at 157. He's going to be at the Tiger Style invite. Uh, Jared Kessler uh, from Pitt, who I actually picked up uh, in our Matt Scouts League. Uh, Navy Morgan State BMI. I have him as plus 13, as well as Caleb Dowling. Uh, Dowling as plus 13. Um, Alejandro Herrera at Clarion now. Do you think he has? Yeah. He, he took second last year, last week at the um, uh, Clarion Open. He did. Uh, he kind of got whooped in the finals by, by Gallagher, but that's that's not, you know, that's a pretty damn good wrestler to, to lose to. So Gallagher's look good. I, I don't know. I got to, I know we were all talking about the, the weight cut and everything form last year and then this year he was you know i guess the plan was maybe he's going to go 65 and then you know sammy's going to be at at 157 and then sammy is running over rats and he's you know getting his car stolen and everything like that and unfortunately has that incident so then gallagher goes back down to 57 i don't know he looks good i think he's he has a good cut he looks i i got i just haven't like an old baseball manager i got that gut feeling that he's going to have a very good year. Yeah, I, 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 I thought the fifty-seven was too much of a cut for him last year. So, I thought that was one of the issues he was having with why he didn't look as good because he just looked like he was completely gassed in some of those matches. So I don't know if he refocused on his diet and exercise, or mm. you know, he kept his weight closer this off season so he wouldn't be much as much of a cut. But yeah, he looks he looks healthy at fifty-seven, and I thought last year he probably had outgrown the weight so i guess i'll have to wait and see him against the tough you know the tougher competition to see if that gas tank is going to be there for the for the whole seven plus minutes but mm -hmm. um so far he looks he looks better this year at 57 than he did last year yeah and and this week he has andonian but Ooh. do we see andonian that's the thing um i think the plan is for him to wrestle but the past two years uh, or was it? Yeah, in 2022 and 2021, he didn't start wrestling until about January, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, is that going to be the same plan? We don't see him until January or maybe, you know, at one of those uh, holiday tournaments, something like that. 
so I guess it's TBD on on whether we're going to see him. We'll have to check in with Robbie, the uh, Intermat ACC correspondent uh, from our. Info. I hope so. I hope Andonian wrestles. I'll be the match of the night. It's going to be a great, great. Um, uh, what should call it? Duel and and match. Um, Jacory Teamer's back. Uh, I think there were rumors him going up to sixty five, but he's down at fifty seven. Um, North Carolina, Lock Haven, Journeyman Classic. I have him as plus eight before even going to the Journeyman Classic. So I think he's going to put up big points this week. Yeah. Well, he's probably taking, you're probably not finding him on waivers unless you're in a five team league. And even okay. that, probably not. Um, Ed Scott has Bloomsburg and Purdue. Uh, Purdue doesn't have uh, Kendall Coleman anymore. They do have um, someone stepping in who obviously will give him trouble. I have him as plus eight, though. I have two uh, yeah. for him there. Uh, Peyton Rob, talk about awesome after everything that he's gone through since the tournament last year, the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Basically looked like a horror show with his leg cut off. Uh, coming back, text his guy last week. I have him as a tech this week as well. Um, Troy Nation didn't wrestle uh, for Cam- he, the, Nebraska's got Campbell. Um, Tornation, the 57 pounder, didn't wrestle last week. Um, whether he does or doesn't, I think Rob just looks great. Yeah, he does. So awesome for him. Great story. Um, let's see how he goes the the rest of the the season. But I mean, it's like nothing even happened almost. It it seems like that that was an that was a gnarly injury, man. Yeah. Um, Peyton Keller coming off his win, uh, his tournament win, I think at the Clarion Open. Um, have him against Chattanooga plus four there. Jason Kreiser, the Iowa State starter currently. They do have Cody Chittum too. Yeah. Was last week Kreiser's last match, or do we see Chittum, or is Chittum more of a in a couple weeks we'll see him? I don't know. I got no info. What about you? Um, I heard that the reason Chittum didn't do the wrestle loss was because he, he's nursing some kind of minor injury, so we might not see him. Okay. You know, for another week or maybe a couple of weeks. I don't know. Or maybe he's healthy now. I don't know. But from what I heard, like, because I asked somebody kind of in the know that, hey, you know what happened with Chittum with the wrestle-offs? Like, it didn't see him even listed. And they said that it was something, a minor injury, and that they were it was just precautionary. But <laughs> we may not see him too early in the season. Because he, he doesn't have a, uh, a shirt to use or anything. I, I don't think so. I don't, uh, I don't think it was a major injury. From what I heard, I think it's something just minor that they just were using. They're being precautionary. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so that's still up in the air. Probably Jason Kreiser gets that. Um, John Wiley for Oklahoma. Tough matchup with Johnny Lovett. He's down at 57, um, but he's also going to the Michigan State Open too. And then Brayton Lee didn't wrestle last week. I know you have him on your Matt Scouts Dynasty team. Do we think he's going to be the 2021 national contender or the 2022-23 kind of missed expectations, I'll, I'll say? I don't know, man. I, I have to think that as bad as he looked last year, it had to be serious injuries. Mm-hmm. There's just no way that you can tell me that somebody um, that good just falls off a cliff like that. It just It's not possible that he went from what he was two years ago to having a losing record mm-hmm. last year. There's just, I totally believe that it, um, he was really seriously injured last year. And I, if he's healthy this year, I think he's back to being an, a title contender. Right. 
So TBD on that as well. Uh, 165, Keegan O'Toole, he's listed for the, the Tiger Saw Open. Dean Hamidi, listed for the Michigan State Open. Michigan's supposed to be there too, and Dean Hamidi's uh, kryptonite is Cam Amin. So we'll see yeah. if Cam Amin... But, I will admit that Cam Amin's a lot of people's kryptonite. <laughs> yeah, that's, he does that. That's what he does. Um, Peyton Hall had a loss last weekend too. I think he bounces back. He gets a plus 12 this week. David Carr coming off a big pin in his home high school gym uh i think he gets another pin here we never like to protect pins you know it's not the most respectful or anything but it's david carr we're talking about here. yeah come on it's david carr um aj kovacs from nc state i have him as plus six two decisions there um garrett thompson from ohio against chattanooga have him winning too um holden heller didn't wrestle last week and he's he's got a tough match with cerniglia who's up from 57 too. Um, yeah. Cerniglia up at 65. What do you think? Good? It looks good so far. I mean, this is the Cerniglia I was waiting to see coming out of high school. So mm -hmm. was it somewhat to do with the weight cut that was causing some of the issues? Because I'll be honest, when I when he was coming out of high school, I thought he was slam dunk, no-brainer, multiple-time national champ. Like, the, the year that I went up to States to watch the wrestling at PIAAs, he was the most impressive wrestler in that building in AA or AAA. It didn't matter. He was that good. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I've been surprised that he hasn't had the same success so far collegiately, but I think at 65, maybe he finds his groove. Uh, I, I think so, too. I think Cerniglia at 65, I always like the, the bump up. Right, rather than the the cut down, um, especially when it's ninety seven to two eight uh, to heavyweight two eighty five. Yeah, I, like younger Bastida, I think is going to have a fantastic year this year. Um, yeah, and he's already kind of showing it with his, his tech. I I just that that bump up especially I love. Um, I mean, I think I I've had too many conversations with too many wrestlers that were cutting too much weight, and it just said they they just killed their career. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I talked to Randy Cruz, like sitting on the plane beside him for hours. And he talked about how it just sucked all the fun out of the sport. And he just felt like he was, a, you know, a Holocaust survivor. Um, he's probably eating about 600 calories a day, you know, three workouts a day, like to make 41. He, he's freaking taller than you. And, yeah. you know, and he's Not freaking wrestling 141. Like it's, it's some of the, some of those weight cuts. Like you have to have enough energy to still wrestle. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's not just like beating the scale. Like great, you made weight, but now you have no. Literally, your Krebs cycle is not working because you have no liquids in your body. So, yeah, great, you made weight, but now it's the second period, and your legs and your arms are cramping up because there's not enough water in your system. <laughs> like, I I mean, and I think Penn State has shown that you move up. Like, Penn State wrestlers seem to do it all the time, and all of them have had success moving up multiple weights, you know, two weights, three weights, you know, David Taylor started at what? 157 in, in college. He's now the, the Olympic and world champion at 189. Like, yeah, you know, get bigger, you know, Zahid, I, I'm, I'm always a proponent for getting bigger. Zahid was one of three in high school or something, wasn't he? Yeah. Zahid, one of three high school, you know, <laughs> um, Quentin Wright, you know, was 112, I think his freshman year of high school, like, um, get bigger, you know, I, I, I'm always for getting bigger than this, like you said, the extreme weight cut 
trying to get down to another weight. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then finishing out 165, uh, returning All-American uh, transfer into Oklahoma State, Isaac Lesnick takes on true freshman um, off to a hot, hot start, Noah Mulvaney, uh, who Dan, I think, just picked up in our, our Dynasty League. Um, he beat Isaac Wilcox, Cooper Nori, and, and Joshua Ogunsanya from um, Columbia. Um, I mean, is it a toss-up, or do you give experience kind of the edge over the true freshman? Um, I'll go with the experience. For now, at this point, it's in Oklahoma um, State. Yeah, for now, I'll, I'll go with the the older with the with the veteran. Um, but I, I I am impressed with him, like you said, as a as a freshman, he looks pretty damn good. Yeah, and like we were saying, uh, with with Lee Part with the F and M schedule, you got a Bucknell schedule that might be fantasy favorable, uh, for him too. So yeah, because you're you're not going to wrestle Big Ten teams every weekend with right. you know. A Bucknell schedule, so I think they do have a pretty good schedule, though a pretty decent. Oh yeah, but but you're still going to have some Bloomsburgs and other teams on your schedule, right? You know, for your for dual meets, so right. Uh, One seventy four, Peyton Mako, Tiger Saw invite. Uh, Brody Connolly from West Virginia. Tell me, stop me if you've heard that before. West Virginia is going to have a good fantasy uh, week here. Uh, John Worthy from Clarion, uh, Clarion. George Mason and the Citadel and American. I think he works pretty well. He, I have him as nine points. You could easily get, get uh, 10 yeah. and 11. Uh, Makai Lewis. I'm unsure if Karchel is going um, either way, whether it's him or Rocco Welsh that goes, I think he, they keep it close with him. Um, Karchel looked like he was getting taped up a little bit or, or didn't look great at the end of the uh clearing open so yeah he, he withdrew after what the sems right i think so yeah so it could be rocco welsh that that's going there um mj gatan uh donnell washington we didn't see him last week i was very disappointed because i had him starting uh that would have been of, of course <laughs> some points from him um but does he show up this time i think so i've seen a couple um of indiana you know twitter posts instagram posts and he's there promoting it and everything so Oh, who knows? It could be a, a red herring. And, you know, <laughs> he's, he's giving out free tickets and he doesn't even show up. Who knows? We, I've, I've seen that with, you know, uh, social media posts where they have a wrestler on the front page and then that wrestler doesn't even wrestle in that, that duel. Uh, 184, a few Missouri guys to keep an eye on. It's your preference. Which one of these guys do you think is going to go farther? Colton Hawks, Sean Harmon, Clayton Whiting. All three yeah. fancy great wrestlers. One's got to win the tournament. Obviously, that's up to you. Who you think? It, it, you know who's going to be on the same side. Who's going to be off? Yeah. That because you got to you got to be watch. You know, be, sometimes be careful with tournaments with the with the losses too. Because you know, if you take fifth, you get three losses. That's in this regular regular wrestle stat league. That's minus nine. So right. you also could get. We're seeing a lot now too. Um, if we're getting into the play, a lot of, I think because of the new rule that you're only allowed to wrestle like what, five, six times a, a, a weekend or, or yeah. something, um, or in a day, uh, we're seeing semi losers drop down to the third, fourth match automatically. Yeah. Um, and I've seen a lot more, no contests happening, um, instead of, uh, medical forfeits, which now count as a, a loss, uh, if you don't have an injury attached to it, I think. Um, so a lot more no contests, which get you zero points. In yeah. Fantasy. Um, Karen Pine, 
uh, looks to have a good weekend. Dennis Robin, West Virginia, also. I think he's got a tough matchup with Cleveland State. Uh, or that, that might be 97. That's Ben Smith. Um, Gavin Kane, I don't think we saw Russell last week. Um, we'll see if he's back. I, I think word is that he was going to be back. I'm not sure if it's for these duels, though. So keep an eye on that. Um, David Key is going to have a tough match. I have David Key and Reese Heller. They're facing off against each other. I have them both listed on here because either way, whoever loses, I think will still net at positive five at plus. Yeah. Five. So I have them both at plus five because I think it's too close of a toss up between Reseller and David Key, who's going to win that. But whoever does win that is going to have a great weekend. Whoever loses that is going to have a good weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Fantasy wise. And Dylan Fishback uh, for NC State, I have his plus. For. Um, Roman Ragazzi, uh, I have him against Ryder. Uh, I put Caleb Hagelson in. He's the Iowa State guy that wrestled against Cleveland State. Feldkamp is the 84 guy, the transfer in from Clarion. But I think just like um, you were saying, Chittam's nursing an injury, I think Feldkamp is too. Do we see Feldkamp this week? I don't know. Yeah. TBD. A lot of TBD this weekend. Um, I have Nathan Haas from Central Baptist, uh, Central Baptist, California Baptist. I swear there's no alcohol in this thing. <laughs> uh, Nathan Haas transfer from Nebraska. Um, I have him winning against uh, Wyoming plus three, and then Dustin Plot moving up uh, at just plus three. I think he could get bonus, but I'm going to be conservative here. Just yeah. plus three. Uh, One ninety-seven. Who do you like? Oh, um, well, again, like. We talked about like who shows up for you know for like Penn State you know somebody from Penn State's going to wrestle ninety seven um, and get up, up to five matches. Um, so is that who's that freshman that they got from um, New, New York? If he might uh, oh, go for, um, for Shanty or um, I think so. Uh, I got to check, but I, I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, because you were saying you don't know, does Brooks go? Probably, yeah. Brooks didn't wrestle a whole lot, he wrestled collegiate duels, I think. Um, but again, they I don't think they have a tournament on the schedule necessarily. I think the Black Knight Open is the only actual scheduled tournament on, but we know that they're going to the journeyman, or at least they're taking wrestlers up there. So, somebody right. from Penn State's going to wrestle at 197. It may not be Brooks, but. If it's somebody else, like you know, like you keep keep your eye open for whatever you can tidbits you can find on the internet. Mm. Maybe somebody will be like, "Hey, I'm wrestling," you know. Yeah. Um, but if another, if outside of Penn State, I like um, I do like Max Stout this weekend for for Pitt. Um, I think he gets plus at least ten and and could be up to twelve. Yeah. Um, Stephen Buchanan comes back after a year off um, for Oklahoma. He looked good in his. Um, uh, I think is Russell off uh, here the the sooner Russell off that they had last weekend. Obviously, it's a Russell off. It's your you know guys that you're kind of familiar with, but he's got Central Michigan and then the Michigan State Open, which I think he's going to be probably a top guy at Michigan State Open too. Yeah, in the 97 weight class. Um, Max Shaw uh, from UNC, Ben Smith, who I was talking about, plus seven. Uh, I think Matt Shaw could get six, seven, two. Um, he's got good matchups here with Buffalo and Arizona State uh, this weekend at Wranglemania. 
Um, Julian Broderson. Uh, I don't think he wrestled last weekend against Cleveland State. Uh, I haven't heard if there's any type of injury with him. Um, there might be. So I just put him in. Keep an eye on, obviously, any press releases, any info that you get can change anything. Um, Luke Serber, who had a great season last year, too. I have him listed. And then Austin Cooley, I have his plus four. I think he loses one of his matches, either Cleveland State or Kent State. I think Cleveland State I had. I projected him losing, still coming back, getting plus four at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah, other wins in the other in the other duels. Yeah. Uh, as we said before, no Tanner Sloan at the Bison Open. And I didn't see Rocky Elam listed for that. Is is Rocky wrestling in the All-Star also? I can't remember. I think he is. I have to go. Yeah. But m- those guys that are wrestling in the All-Star – Aside from those guys that love, I, I'm not going to say Rocky Elam and uh, McGonagall don't love to wrestle, but you know, if you're getting money for it, I'm okay with you sitting out, get your paycheck, and then <laughs> do do your wrestling. Yeah, I guess it depends on what the the guarantee is. I think if, if they don't wrestle in it because of injury, do they still get paid? I don't know what kind of contract it is. So I don't know. NIL is crazy. It's still the wild west. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I agree with you. If if there's something, in, if there's a clause in there that like, hey, if you get hurt, we still have to pay you, mm-hmm. then go ahead and wrestle. But if it's like, hey, if you don't wrestle at all, then we don't have to pay you. Then I totally get why you would wait until the All Star Classic to wrestle and make sure you're healthy. Right. I still don't know the whole legality aspect of this. It, it sounds like pay to play, and and wrestling's different because we have this kind of exhibition thing. You don't have like exhibition basketball matches in season with with kentucky guys and yeah you know duke and and all that um so it's just it's our sport being different i guess um 285 wrapping up here zach elam tiger style invite i think he's going to run away with that nick feldman looked great this past weekend yeah really good um Something of note, too, uh, uh, I'll get to that in, in a little bit, but um, we were talking about Ty Gaudi from Campbell. Um, he's got Harley Andrews. Andrews got pinned last weekend. Gaudi's on a, a wrecking ball right now. So I have him as plus five. That could be a pin. That absolutely yeah. pinned by Gaudi this week. Um, Grady Grice is a fantasy superstar the past two years. Actually finished above... Gable Stevenson, I think in 2022. Yeah, I think in the 2022 season, he, he finished more than uh, Gable Stevenson. Um, I have him as plus six here. I think I have him losing to Pitzer, but coming back and winning against uh, uh, Morgan State and VMI. I did the same thing with uh, Pitzer. I have him as plus 10. Yeah, um, I, I thought that they were going to pull the trigger on Pitzer last year and, and pull his red shirt. So. <laughs> It was right there. I remember yeah. right at the last duel because you had your five events that you could go to. Right. So, and he, Pitzer, did he win the Midlands? I think he won. Or did he just barely lose in the finals? I can't. I don't think he won it, but he beat a couple of guys. He might have won. I have to go yeah. back. He, I think he was, he, he might have lost in the finals close, but I know he made it, I think, to the finals. Mm-hmm. And be, he beat um, um, wrestler heavyweight from uh, Schultz, right? Didn't he beat from Arizona State? Didn't he beat Schultz in that tournament? Did he beat Schultz? I know he beat Helger. I think he uh, beat Schultz in the, in in the, in the um either the Cliff Keen or the Midlands. Um, but anyway, I, it, you're right. It was inches from them pulling his red shirt last year because he was that good. Um, so kudos for 
um, them keeping on redshirt for one more year. Um, I, I think it was the right decision, and I think he's an All-American contender this year at heavyweight. Yeah, he did. He did beat um, Schultz. So he beat ah, Harry from NC. Ah, Michael Wolfgram, uh, who's also listed this week uh, for week two uh, from West Virginia. Trent Hilger, Colton Schultz, Lucas Davison. He lost to four. Okay, so so he made the finals and lost to Davidson. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I believe so. Um, I think that's what happened. Russell, yeah. Russell Stat doesn't have it in order uh, always. Um, Sorry, I'm pretty that. sure that's that's how it happened. I think he beat Schultz in the Sems and then lost close to Lucas in the finals, which made me think that they were going to pull his red shirt, but um, um, they didn't. But so he only he's only freshman eligibility, which you know I think he could be at or near the top of the podium by the by his senior year. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be there this year because there's still so many you know absolute hammers um, in that weight, but a lot of them are graduating. I mean. If Gable does come back, this is definitely his last year. Right. Um, it's it's Kirkfleet's last year. I think some of the other guys, it's their last year. So yeah, it's a pitcher should, you know, be top three going mm-hmm. forward for the yeah. next how many years? Three, four years. And speaking of Schultz, I don't know if we see Schultz because I think he's coming back from overseas too. Um, but I I mean, we've seen him come step off the plane and and wrestle too. So yeah. If he if he doesn't wrestle, I think Isaac Reed from Lockhaven is a good start for Wranglemania and and uh, possibly the the journeyman too. Um, if Schultz does wrestle, I would stay away from Isaac Reed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then finally, younger Bastida, I have as as plus five. That could be a pin as well. Like I said, I have high hopes for him. He's on my team, but um, I think he's he's going to do great bumping up to to heavyweight. Uh, Connor Doucette, I have as as winning. Christian Carroll, do we see him this year? Do you think? Wow, um, Illinois, right? Is it Illinois? No, Oklahoma State. Oh, that's right. He, did, he was committed to Illinois and switched, right? I think so. He's he's switched. Yeah, high school. I, uh, I, yeah, think, he, I think he a... decommitted from Illinois. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it depends on where Oklahoma State thinks they are uh, team trophy wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. My guess would be if, if they think that there's no chance to get a, a trophy, why blow his red shirt? Um, but maybe they're also thinking that, you know, John Smith's coming to the end of his career as a coach and try to go out with a bang and, and ha- you have a guy that good, just, just roll with him because he's the best available guy that you have. So I guess it's going to depend on how they're going to look at their season. Mm-hmm. Something that was odd to me, I don't know why it sticks out to me as odd. I, I think I've been told that it's it's stupid, but um, he wrestled at the Broncho Open. Yes, there's an open called the Broncho Open. Um, not a lot of D1 competition. He wrestled two times. I think he got two pins against non-D1 competition, and he had a no contest in the finals. Um, so obviously with the true freshman rule, you have to be attached in order to do it, but you can, you can do it five times and still res- preserve your red shirt. To me, I thought it was just silly to have him wrestle a no. Sorry for the disrespect, but a no-name tournament with not a lot of D one or any D one competition for him, unless it's just let's get you some some college competition, regardless of division. Let's see how you do. Let's progress you up and and see, and then they can pull the trigger maybe towards Midlands or uh, or Scuffle. They go they go to Scuffle, I think. Um, yeah, you know we'll we'll see. 
at scuffle that that probably could be his fifth event or fourth event just to be you know have that buffer and then they pull the trigger on whether he goes or not like you said depending on on what the trajectory of getting a team trophy looks like because i with these uh gambling thing with iowa they're getting knocked down a little bit yeah um cassiope is a big point getter can cuter get those points I, i don't know um you know Assad for as much as we joke that he doesn't get bonus points he's probably the best uh, unless Gabe Arnold steps in and and can replicate what Assad can do I don't know so I was going to be down a little bit um from this rule yeah so I I had and this is just in my brain um I have uh, Oklahoma State outside of the top seven Mm -hmm. so it would somebody like if Christian Carroll is is but the problem is, is heavyweight is so loaded. Like, even if they pull his red shirt, I don't think he All-Americans. Like, where on yeah. that podium does he get? Like, he's not beating Kirkfleet or Hendrickson or Gable or Feldman or, you know, Cassiope if he's back. And, you know, he's Davidson from it's that now at Michigan. Like, mm-hmm. you're not beating any of those guys. So, like, is it worth pulling your red shirt to make the round of 16 maybe and and get nationals? I don't think so, but yeah, I'm not the coach. But like you said, or is it better for the team and the individual? Red red shirt them this year. Let every let all that kind of graduate out, get out of here, and then you know make your mark on the on the heavyweight. Yeah, I mean that would be my if I was the coach. That's what I'd be looking at. I'd be like, hey man, heavyweight. This is probably one of the deepest heavyweight fields in the history of our sport. I mean, if you if if Gable yeah. really does come back. I can't think of a, a deeper heavyweight bracket than this year with Kirkfleet and Gable and, you know, Feldman now in there and Davison and, you know, and, and Schultz. And like, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, even with Mason Paris graduating, it's, it's a crazy loaded weight. Yeah. Um. So I just don't see why you would bring somebody like him out for, for and, and that mess, like you said, when you can just wait a year and then 80% of those guys are gone. Right. I maybe even ninety percent of those guys are gone. I forget who said it. it might have been Flo, but like we are in kind of a golden age, like you said, the, the of heavyweight right now. You know, um, but yeah. So that's our our week two outlook. Um, again, we'll post this, uh, uh, and then any updates that I find with the Michigan State Open, Bison Open, uh, Tiger Style invite. You know, anything. That, that we see when I get more information on the journeyman pools. Um, obviously, I'm going to be putting those updates on the Intermat um, uh, forum under the Fantasy Wrestling board. Keep an eye out for that. Keep your notifications on on Twitter to at FantasyD1Russell. So uh, anything else for the good of the cause, Todd? No, everybody. Good luck this weekend, and um, good luck on your Fantasy Wrestling. Good luck, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for cooking. Ah, can't talk Thanks for clicking. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you for week three. Go win week two. Take care, guys.